0: Welcome to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast where changing the world starts with changing the home with your host Meredith Curtis. Hi, I'm Meredith Curtis and I'm your host of Finish Well Podcast. I'm so excited that you're with us and We are going to talk about how to celebrate Jesus on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So let's get started because most of you are listening to me today are probably moms. Some of you are dads. Some of you are teens. And all of you probably sense, I wish Christmas Eve and Christmas Day were a little bit more peaceful, a little bit more about Jesus, and a little bit less exhausting or so much work. And if that's where you're at, you have come to the right place because that is what we're going to talk about. I know that I have exhausted myself creating the perfect Christmas day instead of just focusing on celebrating a birthday. so I don't know if you're like me, but I always have the pressure. It's like I have got to create these five star memories for my kids, and if they're not absolutely perfect. Then my kids won't have good memories. But the truth is some of what I think is a five star memory isn't necessarily what my kids think is a five star memory. The other problem that I have is, wow, there's gifts. I want to buy gifts for everyone. There's parties to go to. I want to go to every party I'm invited to. There are events going on. I want to participate in them. The truth is I don't want to miss anything. So I try making my to-do list, and I try to plan ahead, but inevitably, I can wake up on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and have a nod in my stomach and say, I'm not ready. I need two more weeks. And if you've been there and you're like me, I feel you. I've got your pain. So let's talk about it. Christmas is here. As you're listening to me, Christmas is here. And, you know, for years I worked on getting started earlier and earlier and earlier, and it did happen. Every year I got started a little earlier, getting ready, like buying things on sale, picking up Christmas presents here and there throughout the year, or especially in the fall. But here you are, however many days left till Christmas, and you can't change some things. You can't change everything you haven't done. You can't change that. You can't change the money that you've already spent. And maybe you are a little extravagant, but you can't change that. And so let me just reassure you, Christmas is not about a perfect day. It's about a perfect gift. And that gift was given by God, the father to mankind. So before we go further with how to plan and what to do and some activities that are really super fun. Let's talk about the ingredients of Christ-centered days, because what we really want is we really want more of Jesus in our Christmas. We want more of Jesus in our hearts, and we want our children more focused on Jesus. So how does that happen? Well, let me give you five ingredients of Christ-centered days. The first one is surrender. Now, surrender is kind of funny because surrender is more acknowledging, hey, this is too big for me. I can't control this. Lord, I surrender it to you. God is in control anyway, but we're so determined to do things in our own strength, and we're so determined to fight our own battles, and we're so determined to do everything in our own power. And when we start with surrender, we say, yes, Lord, I acknowledge that you are the king of kings and Lord of lords, and you actually can handle this much better than I can. And so I give you my life. I give you Christmas. I give you my family. Lord, I surrender this to you. You know the desires of my heart. I've been telling you about them, but now I'm just surrendering that. Whatever happens, Lord, I'm trusting you. I am trusting you right now and that's the second ingredient is trust. I love the Christmas story because Mary said how can that be because I'm a virgin and the angel says with God nothing is impossible with God and then later with God all things are possible and there's a song from hill songs that used to be all things are possible and I loved it because It's a reminder, all things are possible to him who believes. That's so cool. So we trust in a God who can do miracles. We trust in a God who can turn situations around. We trust in a God who can provide supernaturally. And we trust in a God who, when he chooses to not do those things, can still provide enough to give us a joyous Christmas. The third ingredient of Christ-centered days is scripture. Scripture is really going to be the strength of your life. The more scripture you have deposited in your heart, the more you can call on those promises, those principles, those um, memory, memory verses, you can call on them night and day. You can call on them when your heart is scared. You can call on them when you are making a financial decision you can call on them when you're making choices about how you're gonna do things for your children so scripture fill your heart with scripture but make time every day even if you just read a paragraph every day make time every day to open the bible and read it the fourth ingredient of christ-centered days is music now my favorite time of the year is Christmas and I love Christmas praise and worship and I love the old Christmas carols and one of the things that I started doing um, I grew up in the Episcopal church we sang all the old carols but not just verse 1 we sang verse 2 and verse 3 and verse 4 and I remember when I had children, I thought, when we sing the carols, I don't want to sing verse one. I want to get to verse two and three and four. And I think O Come All Ye Faithful has about 25 verses. And then there's the whole Latin. So there's so much in O Come All Ye Faithful of theology, in God Rest You Mary Gentlemen. In all of these songs, There's they're packed with theology. And when we sing them and we sing more than one verse, our kids get a little theology lesson, but so do we, and it encourages our hearts. It reminds us that Jesus is the light of the world. This dark world where sin rules and reigns, Jesus has defeated the enemy of our souls, and that is so encouraging. the The fifth and final ingredient of Christ Centered Days is worship and prayer, and just give praying not just in your prayer time, but throughout the day, Lord here comes a decision. I don't know what I'm going to do. Would you help me? Lord, here comes my daughter. She's going to ask me for this. Would you, what do I say, Lord? Show me what to do. And so you're living in this constant state of prayer, but also making time to pray about things. You know, I like to walk around the block when I pray because no one's there to knock on the door. No one's there to pastor me. And I don't see 10 million things I've got to get done. So I'll go for a walk around the block and I'll just pray. And I'll be praying, Lord, I I know that grandma and grandpa are coming to visit. Would you let their visit be peaceful? Let them be so refreshed by being in our home. And let my children be kind and polite. And then I'm praying for the Christmas musical and the Christmas outreach and all of these different things. I am praying and believing God that he is going to do awesome things this Christmas. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. So when you set aside time for prayer every day, you're asking for the things that are the desire of your heart. So you can pray, Lord, I want to make some five star memories, but I don't know what will be five star for my kids. You know, Lord, help me to create memories that will be five stars for them. OK, Christmas is a birthday birthday. And one of the best ways to celebrate Jesus on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day is to focus on the birthday aspect. Now, Jesus, of course, isn't like, you know, dad or the kids or something like that. Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So his birthday is celebrated in a grander way. His birthday is celebrated in a more lavish way. But what's the thing about a birthday The focus of a birthday is on the birthday person. And a lot of times at Christmas, the focus isn't on the birthday person who is Jesus. The focus can be on our children, ourselves, our spouse, other people. It can even be on what kind of gifts we're going to get, what kind of gifts we're going to give. And that's really, it really detracts from Christmas. And I don't know, you know, in the United States, Christmas season is driven by stores, by retail stores, and the ads they put out and the sales they have and the music they play and the decorating they do, because they're trying to get you to come into their store and buy something for Christmas, for Christmas presents. But what's happened in America is that we are so caught up in what all of the retail stores are doing and all of the online stores are doing that we don't anymore in America, really. Now, there are people who do, but as a country, we don't really celebrate Advent. Advent is supposed to be a time of reflection and prayer, preparation and fasting. And then the 12 days of Christmas actually start at Christmas And go all the way to what we call Epiphany or Three Kings Day. And so after about four weeks of fasting in the early church in the Middle Ages and, you know, on and on in some European countries, they were ready. You know, they were ready to have a big Christmas feast and a joyful Christmas service. And that's what they did. And Christmas was more of a religious day. And then on We Three Kings Day or Three Kings Day, I always call it We Three Kings Day, they would give gifts. So we can't change our culture. So we have to adapt to it. And, you know, a lot of times things are taken down right after New Year's, even though Epiphany or Three Kings Day isn't until um, January. So my point is this. You have to consciously disregard some of the signals for our culture to hurry, 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 because once Christmas Day is over, I mean, a lot of the radio stations, even the day after Christmas, no more Christmas music, but it's still the Christmas season. So I just say that because you have to make a conscious effort. I'm not going to be influenced by the world this Christmas. I'm going to be influenced by the fact that it's a birthday, and it can stretch earlier than the birthday, and it can stretch later than the birthday. But the focus is going to be Jesus, the birthday person. So to help children have their focus on Jesus, here's some different things that you can do. You can sing happy birthday. We sing happy birthday every Christmas morning, even though my household is full of adults now. We blow up balloons and hang them from the ceiling. You can focus on giving more than receiving. For example, one thing that we love to do is purchase things for baby Jesus we go into the baby department of a store and the kids each get to buy one thing for baby Jesus and then we take it to the crisis pregnancy center that way we're actually buying a gift for baby Jesus and it kind of gets the point across this is really not about us this is about him And you can go easier on gifts. Children don't need expensive things, and they don't need tons and tons of gifts. You can work together to create all the Christmas memories. It doesn't just have to be mom. You can work together to make the food, work together to set the table, work together to wrap presents, work together to stuff stockings. You can do all of those things together. And you can give thanks. As you're going through the day, every time something good happens, you can say, Lord, thank you so much on your birthday for blessing us with all these gifts. Lord, thank you so much on your birthday for blessing us with all these this food. So it's turning the focus to Jesus. What we do on Christmas morning is that we have special family devotions. And if you're a subscriber which if you're not a subscriber, you can subscribe on our page. These, um, the show notes, this is episode 150 and it is called Celebrate Jesus on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So our Curtis family Christmas devotions are one of our freebies um, this month for our subscribers. The other is our Christmas placemats. But these devotions are so special to me. I actually wrote them back in 1991 when my oldest daughter was just a toddler. And we began to go through these devotions. We would do other devotions for our Christmas unit studies. But on the 16th of December, we started with these devotions. And they take you through the whole Christmas story. Zachariah and Elizabeth, the angel appearing to Mary, the shepherds, Anna and Simeon. And then on Christmas Day, we read the Christmas account from the Gospel of Luke. But we read a verse, then we sing a carol, then we read a verse, then we sing a carol, then we read a verse, then we sing a carol. And it does take a long time. And when people join us for the first time, they're a little bit overwhelmed because to them, Christmas is okay, you hurry up and open the presents. But we don't do that. We Sing and then we worship and then we read the scripture and then we have cinnamon rolls that I'm, are baking while we're doing this and then I bring them out and I put candles in them and we sing happy birthday to Jesus and the youngest person there gets to blow out the candles. So that's our Christmas tradition and that is what we, that's what we like to do. On Christmas morning to turn the focus to Jesus. So we're not rushing down to open our presents. We're rushing in to focus on Jesus and to love on Him. And that has really made a huge difference in our Christmas celebration. I really, I really have to say of all the things that we do, that has really been a highlight for us on Christmas. Another thing that we do on Christmas Eve is we go on a traveling dinner and we have a book about that, about how to create your own traveling dinner and kind of memories from the years. And this this happened when my friend Laura was asking me, what do you do for Christmas Eve? And I said, well, on Christmas Eve, I grew up with a big dinner, so I make a big dinner on Christmas Eve. And then my husband wants a big dinner on Christmas Day. So basically, I spend Christmas Eve and Christmas Day cooking these huge dinners. I said, what do you do? And she said, oh, well, we just pack up a picnic. And because Mary and Joseph traveled to Bethlehem on Christmas Eve, we travel too. We Sometimes we just travel from the kitchen to the living room and we put down a blanket and we have a picnic. Sometimes we go somewhere like a park. And I thought to myself, Wow not making dinner two days in a row, instead going on a picnic, it sounded super fun. So I kind of hinted a little, and she invited us to join them. And we joined them for the first Christmas traveling dinner in 2000. And our families have had one every year since. 2021 will be our 20th, not our 21st, or maybe our 21st, not our 22nd. Anyway, it's because one year we were all sick, so we weren't able to do the traveling dinner, but we have had so much fun. We've gone to the beach. We've gone to parks, and the kids have played cornhole and football and soccer, and then when it's time to eat before we eat or after we eat, depending, we have our Christmas devotions and sing carols, and I have to tell you, inevitably, people will hear us singing and kind of wander over And just be there to listen. It's a really special time. And it reminds us that Christmas is a birthday and it's about Jesus. So when you are celebrating Christmas on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, focus on making it family time rather than a bunch of food, a bunch of presents focus on the actual relational aspect of being together. So you can come up with ideas for conversations, peaceful, joyful topics, instead of maybe divisive topics, because conversations are more more pleasant when the topics don't have people arguing with each other. You can play games together, you can make something together, you can make a craft together, or you can make a food together. You can watch an inspirational movie like we like to watch, The Nativity Story. And I already told you about our Christmas Eve traveling dinner. You can pray for each other and the lost world he came to save. And of course, always, 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 I love services on Christmas Eve. They're just so special. Now, our church has a special service this Sunday before Christmas because with Christmas Eve, Mike being a pastor and... We had a big family and it was just and we were all on the worship team and Mike was preaching and it just it, it it would have consumed our literally entire day to get ready for the service. And so we just opted to have a really special service on the Sunday before and then have our own family service on christmas eve and christmas morning so that's what we've chosen to do but there's so many good services around and many times mike and i have gone to a christmas eve service or brought the kids to one at another church in the city and just enjoyed hearing a different worship team hearing a different preacher and celebrating the birthday of jesus so my final thing about celebrating christ On Christmas Day and Christmas Eve is this in the days leading up to Christmas Day and Christmas Eve make time that's personal because so often we are so busy doing stuff for other people we just lose sight of who we are and that the bottom line the most important thing about you isn't that you're a mom the bottom line is the most important thing about you is that you are a child of God so go on walks, read the Bible devotionally, pray. One of the things that I like to do to spend time with the Lord is when everyone goes to bed and I find myself up alone, which is very rare, I will turn off all the lights in the house and just sit with the Christmas tree lights on because it reminds me There's my dark house, but the twinkling lights of the Christmas tree that are shining so bright and just so, so beautiful remind me that Jesus is the light of the world. And he came into this very dark world filled with sin and evil, filled with people who hated him, filled with people who were doing everything the exact opposite of what he commanded them to do. And still he loved them. And still he sent the light of the world, our Jesus, our Savior, our Lord. He came as a helpless babe. And that light came into this dark place and it started shining. And it shines on today through you and me in our homes, in our churches. And I just encourage you, this Christmas, let it be different. Make Christmas about Jesus And don't be so hard on yourself and let go of some things that are a little hard and blow up some balloons and sing happy birthday to the King of Kings and have a blessed Merry Christmas. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Homeschooling Podcast with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.